Welcome back. Joining me now for a look at the trading day that was is Tamsang Laneta from Shiloh Capital. Thanks so much for your time, Tammy. How much weight is hanging on Fed Chair Jerome Powell's speech today at the Economic Club of Washington? Yeah, I think he is being prospected to, to give some indication on the direction in which they will make decisions. Um, unfortunately, he's in a difficult position. He's a lot like Paul Volcker who has to make very, very hawkish decisions at a time when everyone is hoping he eventually becomes dovish. I think it's unfortunate, but he has to continue to reduce the Fed balance sheet, to continue with the interest rate hikes in order to curb that inflation. Uh, fortunately, uh, the labor market seems to not be impacted as, as much as assumed it would be, and that uh, the second part is that they assumed that inflation was transitory, uh, both of which are not the case. So as one of the two things that uh, the Fed targets, uh, which is unemployment and inflation, uh, unemployment of the labor market seems quite robust. So the target then has to be inflation. Uh, unfortunately, if if the chairman continues to want to be liked, he's going to face a lot of headwinds. But if the chairman wants to take the stance of Paul Volcker for the good of the economy and make sure the Fed balance sheet is reduced and interest rates are put back to normal normal uh, circumstances, and then I think there will be a good future for the U.S. investment space post the pain. Yeah, really a lot hangs on that. You can really see the nervousness in the markets right now. Let's come back home and check in on some of the company news that came out of the JSC. PPC, um, the, the, the share price leaped by about 20% today. So, of course, they were addressing speculation on the possible sale of its Zimbabwe uh, uh, unit. Of course, a unit that they've had a number of challenges in, including hyperinflation. Um, so they keep on bleeding money over there. I mean, just I'm just wondering what markets are high on right now because it really seems like a nothing statement that they released. Yeah, well, I think they're trying to communicate to shareholders that they're doing something. Um, it's always a problem when you, you, you're running a business and you don't communicate to shareholders that you intend to steady the ship and turn the course towards a profitability, dividend flow, and a, well, a healthy balance sheet. So I think they have to communicate that they're considering this. Uh, whether or not they'll be able to pull it off uh, will be complex. Who the buyer will be will also be complex. But fundamentally, if they can show that they are able to leverage some of their assets, uh, dispose some of these assets and uh, steady the ship, they'll be fine. At this point, they're communicating to shareholders to say, we're not just sitting on our hands. Um, we're trying to do something about the present day situation. But is this really also a sign of investors wanting that Zimbabwe unit out? Uh, potentially it could be, but... Um, the other side of it is to is to think about what then happens in the event you do uh, get rid of it. You make some cash, you put it in. What does the company do with that cash? Um, so you have to look at an investor and say, as an investor, and say, we, rec we recommend some disposals. But once you have the cash on hand, what is the next step? And I think that's the key element that's missing in their explanation. As strategy-wise, once we get the money in from disposals, what do we do and how do we steady the ship? 
Uh, all right. Let's check in on Sasol. So the share price down about 7% today after the release of its interim period trading update. So uh, saying that they expect headline earnings per share to jump by more than 95%. But looking at core headline earnings per share, they expect that to increase by between 2 and 12%. Uh, calling the upcoming numbers a mixed set of results. What are you making of the numbers that Sasol is coming out with lately? Um, they're tapering expectation. Uh, they're making sure that they communicate that when things come out and they, th those those numbers don't meet expectations, where the shareholders won't panic. And I think it's an important element of, of the JSC in where uh, large variances in earnings uh, can be reported prior so that investors can make sound decisions about where they go. Sassel has faced a lot of ups and downs over the last couple of years where the sh share price went really down uh, some people wrote it to where it is today and made good money. But that level of volatility for a company that size in the space they're in is quite, it's quite complex for investors. You look for energy companies, commodity companies to manage themselves out over a period of time. So they, they need to continuously communicate to the market if there's any level of volatility up or down. Yeah. Uh, Tabi, I'm just interested because Sasol is, has been, because of the elevated oil price, has been one of those where investors go into it because of the exposure to oil. And I'm just thinking now, is this maybe a turnaround in investor thinking, looking at the share price movements that we've seen, the disappointment that we've seen, that, that maybe they're not just playing Sasol just on the oil price, that they're starting to think of the other metrics now as well? Yeah, I think it's important to recognize that stocks like Sasol for the larger asset managers are part of a diversification play. Um, so it's a way to balance and invest in other sectors that give you a broad, a broader view of the economy and enable you to, to, to manage your risk as a portfolio manager. Uh, they give exposure to a particular sector, uh, oil, and, and they give exposure to some offshore. They, they took a bath, but give exposure to some offshore. Um, so they have an, an element of attracting larger fund managers to, to their base, but investor base. But now with that volatility, with the money they lost in the U.S., with having to dispose of a lot of their assets, like their explosive assets, uh, explosive assets uh, they have now faced a different category. So as asset managers may no longer view them as a pure exposure to a sector and can be held in the long term. Um, and as a result, rebalancing will often happen uh, if there's a view of price instability. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to your stock pick for today, Tammy. I'm going short, Bed Bath & Beyond. I decided to, we're always recommending longs, so I'm going short today. Uh -huh. Bed Bath & Beyond, even after their book build, I think uh, they're not going to be able to rescue that company. Uh, all right. Didn't they have results out uh, today as well? Or... Yes, yes. So yeah. they did, which are not great. Uh they're, they're going to struggle. I think their model is, is not viable in the modern world. Yeah. Uh, the things they, they're selling or their products can be easily procured from, from an Amazon or the likes. So they're going to really struggle to be a business that is as large as they used to be as, and as dominant as they used to be. Uh, um, so our view is uh, short, but bath and beyond. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much, Tabi, for your time. Sure, that stock price down more than 42%. Uh, that was Shiloh Capital's Tamsang Neta.